Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding healthcare. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. Our producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows across the United States. 203 affiliates strong. Thanks to all of you in our listening audience. If you want to learn more about us, the broadcast, or anything we talk about here, you can go to my Facebook page, America's Healthcare Advocate, or you can go to the website, America's Healthcare Advocate. Both of those have our videos up there, all the information. You'll see the most amazing videos with Kong, the giant German shepherd, and I as we discuss health insurance. I know you're going to find that interesting. So there's there's some pretty interesting stuff up there if you want to go up on the website and take a look at that. Also, all of the shows are on the podcast platform for TuneIn, iTunes, SoundCloud, and iTunes if you want to go up on those. And Spreaker, all the shows are on the podcast. We get a lot of calls from people uh, that have listened to the podcast that want more information. So once again, go up to the website and you can send me an email from the website. I get a couple of hundred a day, so as I always say, I don't answer each one of them the same day, but I do answer each and every one of them, so feel free to reach out to us. If you are in need of health insurance, whether it's individual, Medicare, short-term policies, whatever the case may be, the lovely Joyce Thompson is available to help you at RPS BBDI. The number there is 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. And if you're an employer looking for health insurance, Sue Denninger is truly an expert, large group, small group, self-funded, and captive plans. She can also help you. Same thing, 877-385-2224. They have clients all over the country, from North Carolina to Idaho, California, you name it. They can help you anywhere you are, including Guam. We actually wrote a policy in Guam a couple years ago, so feel free to call them at 877-385-2224. Joining me in studio today for, I think, the fifth show, Dr. Greg Sweat. Is that about right? I think it is. It is. For the for our fifth show is Dr. Greg Sweat, and also joining me, Dr. Marla McLaughlin from Blue KC. Welcome again. Thank you. Glad you're, to be here. You're becoming enough a pro. I could just shut up and let you do the show. <laughs> I don't you think know? so. I don't know. He's pretty good. You'll see, doctor. You I know. bet he's good. I yeah, he him. is. He is pretty good. So this is a show I've wanted to do for a long time. As you know, uh, Dr. Sweat is the chief medical officer at Blue KC, and Dr. McLaughlin is a spiracare physician. Why did I want to do this show? Because I want you to hear from Dr. McLaughlin and from Dr. Sweat, but from Dr. McLaughlin specifically because she works in the clinics and oversees what goes on there, the difference between this model of primary care and behavioral health and the typical model. And it is vastly different. It's vastly different from a doctor's perspective, and it's vastly different from a patient perspective. And that's why I wanted to do this show. I've wanted to do it for some time. I'm very happy that we're able to get them in studio today and be able to do this. I think you're going to find it interesting, compelling, and I also think you're going to be surprised to learn there is a very different way to receive primary care and behavioral health. Inspira care 
offer set. So Dr. Sweat, let's kind of go back over a little bit how SpiraCare got started and, and, and basically what these care centers do for primary care and behavioral health. Doctor? Sure. Thank you, Carrie. And thanks for the introduction. You know, the, um, the reason these got going, it it's, may sound a little bit shocking and, and a little bit obvious to many, but we listened to our members. We talked to our patients. We talked to our members. We talked to our employer groups to find out, you know, what, what do you need in, in primary care? What are you looking for? And so through all of the investigation that we did and all of the focus groups and the talking and the meetings, we discovered that it really boiled down to some very simple things. They wanted to create simplicity because there was a feeling that healthcare is too complex. It's terribly complex. It's hard to understand. I don't understand what you pay for, what I pay for, what my employer pays for. Um, it's just a, it's a complicated process and we all know it is. And so one of the first tenets was make it simple. Number two was it's got to be more affordable. Healthcare these days, the costs are rising significantly. Every year we hear about it, we read about it, you see it on the news. Healthcare costs are rising and it's and it's impacting people. And so number two was please make it affordable. And the last thing was, you know, make it personal. It's it's hard to go to the doctors because it's gotten so fast and speedy that just it's become a very impersonal, I feel like a commodity. I don't want to feel that way. So I want a lot. I want it simple, affordable. And make it about me. And so we listened as intently as we could five years ago. And at the beginning of 2018, we turned this on. And, you know, we started with one clinic, two clinics. Now we're up to seven, soon to open, open up our eighth care center. And so it's taken off like wildfire because I think we have made it simple. It's much more affordable. And it truly is personal. The experience is different. The nice thing about Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City is we offer plans so that you can choose this. And you can have Inspire Care Centers for yourself. But you have to be a member of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas City to do so. It's when we call our, our folks members because it's it's a you know it's, it's a special club of folks. You get access to care that most don't. And so we're really excited about it. Yeah, you should be because it's grown exponentially. It continues to grow. Um, as you said, you're opening your eighth, eighth center here in, in mm-hmm. the not too distant future. You know, just just a little bit, Dr. McLaughlin, about the personal part of this. Um, obviously, affordability, um, uh, and, and it is complex, and we'll talk about how, how that's been simplified. But talk a little bit about the personal side of this from the ability of, of you as a practicing physician uh, to interact with patients on a personal level. Yeah, absolutely, Carrie. I think that's the biggest, to me, the most important part of this. Integrative primary care is so different. And the frustrations for our members that Greg is speaking of when they developed this, you know, the physicians have a lot of those same frustrations. You know, when you look at the average amount of time a physician spends with a, a patient that we refer to as a member, you know, you don't. I mean, that doesn't make us happy either. He, he's laughing because he and I have every time we talk about this. <laughs> we do. Well, it's seven and a half minutes, and I don't think most seven people, and a half minutes. Seven, that's the national I mean, that's, average. Is, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's absurd. Yeah. Seven and a half minutes is absurd. Yeah. You know, and so our appointments there are 30 minutes and 45 minutes. And in addition to that, before these people walk in the door, we're prepping their charts. We're having discussions about them before they're there. Because if, for instance, if you came to see me, I'm pretty sure you probably understand by now that you should be screened for colon cancer. And that is important. And we're going to make sure that happens. Do I personally need to walk in the room and spend some of our time saying you need to be screened for colon cancer? You already know that. Um, So we have, you know, we have care guides that are coming to me saying, okay, he's good on his colon cancer. Um, He he still needs this screening, though. Be sure you mention that to him today. Um, We might have behavioral health involved saying... You know, he, when I asked him his biggest fear, he said he doesn't want to get a colonoscopy and this is why he's worried about the anesthesia part. Oh, okay. I can intervene on that. And when you have seven and a half minutes, you don't ever get past the, have you had a colonoscopy? You know, you don't ever get to level three, four, five. Yeah. And when you talk about physician burnout being at an all time high, that is not because physicians are tired or lazy. It's because they also want this. And I've, I've seen it described instead as moral injury. 
And that's because physicians want to do the right thing. They know what the right thing is, but they have to have time to do it. So the time piece is just, it's paramount. And after I experienced it and practiced differently, I would never go back. I have experienced it both ways. You know, that's really interesting to hear her say that, Dr. You know, Dr. Because it, it, I would never go back. <laughs> I mean, when you first yeah. started this, when Blue KC first started this, I, you know, I would imagine taking this out to physicians and say, hey, this is what we're doing. Do you want to be part of this? How was that received? You know, in, in two ways. I think the folks that knew about it and they knew what we were doing, they were, they, most folks said, well, that's how I trained. That's what I want to do. That's what, I, that's what I'm trained to do is to speak to people and to take care of people and not worry about all of the administrative burden that's out there today because that's what really cuts into the time that, that we have for our physicians. The other side of it was, you know, I, I don't, you know, that's such a great model. How do I, how do, I do that myself? I can't. Yeah. I just can't do that because the way the system is set up, it doesn't, it's not set up for this type of model. And so it's a, it's a, it's a structural defect, so to speak, in the healthcare system. Yeah, it's a huge structural defect, and and and, and you just kind of have to ask yourself why it, th- this this was a risk for Blue KC to do this. I mean, when you guys first, I remember these conversations way back with Ron Rowe and Danette Wilson, and you yeah. know, talking about all these different you know the components to make this work, and there was a lot of question about. Are we going to crash and burn here or is this thing yep. going to work? And I remember going to lunch with Ron and him telling me, we're up to 40,000 members. I'm like, holy cow. Now, it's a lot yeah. more than that now, but it is remarkable how it's been received. Um, and, and I think, Dr. McLaughlin, it's been received that way because once people I, – I know from personal experience of people that I have put in that program come back and tell me, this is amazing. This is. I remember a young man telling me that he had to go out of there to get an x-ray because there was something wrong with the x-ray machine. They gave him a gas card. Mm-hmm. He said, nobody's ever done anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And he was blown away by that. His name is Matthew Hickman. His dad owns the HIC agency in Overland Park. And he said, nobody's ever done it. He, he, they couldn't stop talking about it. It was just that personal level. Yes. Is so different. It's because our members come first. And of course, when you say he couldn't get the x-ray done, I think, oh, I couldn't get the x-ray done. You know, that's what we want to provide. Nothing is perfect, but we make sure that we support them any way we can. And that's a perfect example. But it was a consideration. Mm-hmm. It was the point that it, it was, the, it, he was just so floored by the fact that somebody would take enough interest to go, okay, well, you're going to have to go over here and get, but here's a gas card for 20 bucks or whatever it was so that we can at least cover your gas costs and make it happen for you. So it was just a, it, it was a totally different, uh, you know, way of doing it. So that's the way that it worked. All right, when we come back from the break, we're going to continue this fascinating conversation uh, with both doctors, because the doctors are in the house. Uh, from Blue KC, we're talking again about Care. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more. We're going to talk more about the personal side of this with Dr. McLaughlin. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIU Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you want help with something, send me an email. We will get back to you. My producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue this conversation with Dr. Greg Sweat and Dr. Marla McLaughlin. We are talking about the Blue KC Spiracare program. You know, if you haven't heard about this, maybe you're in a... Look, it's available for employers, all right? Small group, large group, etc. It's out there. It's also going to be available for people that are on 
Medicare. So Medicare recipients on MA, Medicare Advantage plans, are going to have an opportunity to do this program if they want to do it. There's a lot up on the website you can go look at. You can go to the spiracare.com website, the bluekc.com website, or maybe you want to talk to somebody about this. Maybe you're an employer, whatever the case may be. 913-29-SPIRA. That's pretty easy, right? 913-29-SPIRA. It is very different and it really does make a difference and it works and i think if you take a look at this especially if you're an employer the level of satisfaction with your employees is going to be quite remarkable because all the feedback that i get and i get a lot of it okay is that this is an exceptional program and people that are on it do not want to come off of it so all right so dr mclaughlin you know this is not fee for service okay this is yeah yeah so talk about the contrast between that and what this program does as for you as a physician that allows you to do the things like like a minute ago dr sweat talked about all the admin stuff is out the window talk about how all that works doctor sure i started my career in a fee-for-service model and so essentially it's pretty black and white i owed them twenty-seven thousand dollars a month in overhead and i took home anything i collected past that it's just that it was just Okay, I've never heard that before. You know, that's kind of here's your overhead and here's what you take home after that. And so, of course, by necessity, it becomes about the numbers and it it becomes about um, the collections and that sort of thing. Now, I still, I mean, I practiced and I was I was proud of how I practiced, but it is a constant battle because you're you're so time limited in what you can do. There's and your seven and a half minutes. There's your seven and a half minutes. And trust me, there was no one on this side wanting the seven and a half minutes either. And and sometimes that just wasn't enough and that wasn't acceptable. And so then you're running behind. And then that's a that's a patient dissatisfier. And so you kind of just feel like you're banging your head against a brick wall after a while. And you think, I got in this to help people and I just want to help people. And that just, you know, that's where, that's where all this burnout is coming from. So I refocused uh, a few years into my career. I refocused into integrated primary care. Which the bottom line is there is just a great recognition now that number one, family practice is so important because people need someone coordinating their care. It's too expensive if they're picking their specialists by themselves and no one's looking at the big picture. And I think we all understand now that that's an important piece. Um, And so you want to be able to do that and you want to be able to do that well. So looking at integrated primary care, it does not always take the physician placing all these orders like I have a huge care team around me at Spire Care and we use them all to their very highest skill set because I don't know the best about each area right it's my job to kind of look at the patient as a whole and say what other services can we offer this person and how can we make this a better experience and we're using our RNs to the top of their skill set we're using our behavioral health clinicians we're using our health coaches because even though I'm in the room so much longer at Spire Care there's even more than that because someone's coming in behind me and um, that allows you as a physician to get to the meat of it, for lack of a better term. You know, if you're always doing the administrative piece and the basics and checking all the boxes, that's fine, but you're not gonna get much past that in seven and a half minutes. And some of my biggest just wins over my career looking back, things that I felt like I just really made a difference, you know, in someone's life along the way, um, it was when I had time to say things like, what is your biggest fear? What is stopping you from doing this? That's where that behavioral health component comes in. And you can pay attention to the physical. You can pay attention to the behavioral health piece. But if you don't pay attention to both, you do not have the same outcomes. You just don't. 
Well, you can't. You can't. You can't do that in seven and a half. I mean, we keep going back to this, but I, it blows my mind. You cannot do that in seven and a half minutes. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible, and I can talk fast. Like, yeah. I'm trying to talk. I'm You're on radio. To, Go ahead. You can talk fast. Yeah. As you I'm trying want. to talk slow for you today, Carrie, yeah. but I can talk fast, you know. And so, you know, as a physician, when I know that my member is going to walk in, they're going to be greeted. They're going to be involved the whole way through. We don't talk at them. We talk with them. Right. Nobody wants to come to the doctor and be talked at, just be told what to do. But if you've got seven and a half minutes and you got to get the info to them, I mean, you got to kind of, you know, go quickly. So they get checked in. Like I said, we've already prep worked. We already know what they need as far as those check boxes. We already know that before I even walk in the room because that's not where I want to spend my time. That That's important, but it's not where I want to spend my time. So um, then I might have a conversation and realize, hey, you know, this person hasn't, she hasn't gone for her mammogram because her mom was diagnosed with notes of breast cancer at this age. And she is more scared of that being the case than going to be screened. And then, so I spend that time and then I, you know, I ping my behavioral health consultant and say, hey, I really think we could do a brief intervention here and really make a difference and get this lady to do her breast cancer screening. And they're going to come in behind me. And then they're going to spend more time when I'm off to spend time with the next person. So, you know, in the end, if that person gets a referral, they get walked to an RN. They sit down. They say, here's where you're going to go for this. Do you understand your next steps? Um, if there is a cost associated, which preventative, there's not usually, but they discuss that. I mean, our whole goal is never to say, call the number on the back of your card because that is uh that is not helpful no it Um, is not and those are the kind of things we ask our satisfaction is more about did you know what your next step was when you left this clinic and if the answer is no then we're not doing our job and that's the focus you know it's really interesting a couple things i take away from that um one you're not the one having to tell for, for instance you're being referred out to a specialist you don't have to do that referral you've got a team of people to go well there's four specialists here that are close to where you are mm-hmm. they're they are these doctors this is what it's going to cost they're in the system you can go see this one this one or this one okay maybe you want to see maybe 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 you don't want to see a male doctor you want to see a female doctor if you're a woman maybe that's the case okay sure. but that's all part of that consider but you're not sitting there trying to plug that in and make that happen. Right. You're going, we've got somebody right out here who's going to come right in. She's going to walk you right through this, tell you what you need to do, how you need to do it. And guess what? Then we're going to set it up for you. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing, and Dr. Sweat and I have talked about this, I bet you seven out of ten times when people walk out of there and they're supposed to follow up, it doesn't happen. Absolutely. People get distracted. They sure. get busy. Maybe they just listen to what you said. But like you said, there's a behavioral issue there. They're afraid. You know, maybe maybe it's a woman and her mother had the BRCA2 gene and she's an Ashkenazi Jewish heritage. And she's scared to death to go get it done because she doesn't want, she thinks she doesn't want to know. But here you've got, again, the behavioral health piece where it's right there at the care center. And you've got somebody sitting down with her, walking her through saying, you know what? You really need to find this out. Okay. It, and, and here's why. Absolutely. So it works completely differently. It works completely differently. And it addresses the pieces that weren't being addressed in the traditional model that were so important. Because you're not treating symptoms. That's the we're difference. Tre- we're treating people. Thank you. And right. that's that's the big mm-hmm. difference. Sure. All right. We're going to come back after the break. We're going to continue this conversation. We'll kind of get into a little more of what goes on. I'm also going to ask Dr. Sweat to talk about how the... You heard 
when Dr. McLaughlin said 27,000, that knock your socks off? All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about how they incentivize doctors at Blue KC to do it differently at Spiracare. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. If you want information, Spiracare.com, Spiracare.com. It's all up there, people. Go up and look at it. Or if you want to talk to somebody, maybe you're an employer, 913-29-SPIRA, 913-29-SPIRA. Stay tuned. We're going to be back with more. The doctors are in the house. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the Fruited Plain. If I can be of any help to you, feel free to get in touch with me through the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to continue this fascinating conversation, learning a lot, aren't you? <laughs> with Dr. Greg Sweat and Dr. Marla McLaughlin here from Blue KC talking about the Spirit Care Center model and how it's so different in the way it delivers primary care and behavioral health. Very, very different kind of program. If this fascinates you, you're interested, you're curious, the website, spiracare.com, spiracare.com, or bluekc.com. Either one of those will work. You can also call 913-29-SPIRA if you want to talk to somebody about the program. Again, as I said, maybe you're an employer and you're thinking, you know, Dr. Sweat talked about this briefly in the beginning, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but one of the three objectives was to lower costs. Well, it does, okay, and it also creates a much higher satisfaction level with employees. Um, If you are on a Medicare Advantage plan coming this year, you're going to see this program available for Medicare Advantage people that are on the Blue KC Medicare Advantage plan. So another reason to take a look at this, once again, the website, spiracare.com. All right, so Dr. Sweat, (laughs) let's talk about how – you know, Dr. McLaughlin talked about having to produce, 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 produce in the in the old model. You've got to get so many patients through to meet your quota, whatever the case may be. The how is this incentivized differently to the doctors because they have to get paid, okay? Right. Versus the grind that we were doing before. You know, when you're shoving them through a system like a turnstile. So talk about that. Truly, it's it's extremely hard to jump from where we. The traditional model of payment for physicians. They're traditionally paid on what's called a fee-for-service environment. So that basically means the more you see, the more you get paid. It's it's very simple. And to Dr. McLaughlin's point earlier, you know, there's administrative overhead that I've got to cover. So I've got to see as many patients as I can every day to get through my day, to cover my overhead, to get paid, and to make money and walk away. So if you think about that kind of traditional model, all they are incentivized is to see people as fast as they can. doesn't matter about the cost. doesn't matter about the quality. Just Go, 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 go. So, and also, if they're seeing as many as they can, they also want to bill as high as they can. <laughs> so, it's it's a double whammy for the for the healthcare system on affordability, simplicity, complexity, and the lack of personalization. So, and it's not to say that, you know, um, physicians aren't making strides. They are. They all want to provide high-quality care. They all want to provide value to the member as they go through it. So there are systems out there that are paying, incentivizing docs a little bit on quality, a little bit on, not really cost, but a little bit on quality. But at the end of the day, they still make money based on how many they see. Which So we had to, we had to, we had to think long and hard about this. We turned it on its head. We flipped it upside down. Yeah. We basically said, how do we incentivize doctors on creating value for members and patients? And so it's really about not, not about how many you see, it's how well you see those you do see. So if you're able to provide value to the patient and the patient sees it, 
then you're going to win. So it's all about the cost to the member and the quality to the that you provide for that service. So if you're providing high quality care at a low cost, you win. So it creates an incentive that you know, I might have to spend an hour with this person to get through to make sure that they get everything done. You know, somebody's calling in to be seen for something tomorrow, but you know what, maybe I'll just call them on the phone and take care of that. It takes me two minutes to call them on the phone. They don't have to drive in, drive home. And I've taken care of whatever they thought was a big problem they had to come in. They don't have to come in. Because in the old days, I have to see everything. If you have a urinary tract infection, sore throat, pink eye, you have to come in because I have to see you. That's not true. We have the old phone call thing that you can do on the old phone, take care of the patient over the phone, maybe prescribe an antibiotic or tell them they may not need an antibiotic, and it's done. But in the old traditional model, you don't get paid for a phone call. But in this model, you don't have, you can, you're going to get paid whether you do or not depending on how much value you provide to that patient. The whole incentive here is back to providing quality service to the patient. And if it does take an hour to get through whatever you've got to get through with them and talk about their problems and get to the root of whatever's causing that, that's what you've got. Right. I mean, it's just a unique situation because the goals align. So what I'm being incentivized for is what I want to happen. Before, what I was being incentivized for was what I was beating my head up against the wall about, which was the volume, you know. And so when you have those things align, you motivate people. And that's exactly what happens. That, that <laughs> the, the, the whole fee-for-service model, you know, we, ta- we talk about this in this country and we talk about it and we talk about healthcare reform and we're still in the fee-for-service model. It, it, and that, that's, I think that's probably the single biggest contrast in how this works. Right. And, and it is it is a big risk to do something completely different and turn it upside down. It's a big risk, which is why I completely respect that you go, now we've got now we've got Blue Cross, we've got this situation where everybody, this whole team wants the same thing. That's unique. Yeah, it's very unique. And like I said in the last segment, when when Danette Wilson, then the CEO and Chris and the whole team put this thing together, there was a lot of question about whether this was going to work or not. I'm sure. I mean, it was, it was a big risk. It was like walking to the edge of a cliff. But you know what? It did. And as I said to Dr. Sweat, you know, I remember having that lunch with Ron Rowe over at Lydia's and he goes, yeah, we're up to 40 some thousand members and I like to fell over. And I was like, holy cow, this right. is really. And then the feedback I started getting from people that were on it was was quite remarkable. So I want to talk a little bit about the behavioral health thing, because this is important. And I'm going to use kind of a, a, a men's issue here to, to talk about this. Prostate cancer is a big deal. And a lot of men, and I've said this on the air many times, I'm sure I'm going to get some fun emails about this, are just plain dumb. Okay, they don't, I know you're laughing, but it's true, okay? They don't pay attention. You know, I just love to have the guy come out of my office to do health insurance. I haven't had a physical in 10 years. I'm fine. You probably need to leave, okay? Because <laughs> I don't want to put you on a plan. You haven't had a physical in 10 years. I mean, right. that's the kind of stuff that scares the bejesus out of me. So here you've got a guy who's scared to do it. He's afraid it's a, he doesn't like the idea of having the exam. But you've got a behavioral health person here. Talk about how you would overcome that and how this model allows that to happen. Well, absolutely. You know, you hear people say, well, I'm healthy. I don't need that. Well, being healthy and not being aware of your health conditions are two very different things. Right. Right. And there's a lot of things that don't have many symptoms at all until you're way far along the continuum. And so the beauty is in this situation, it takes trust. 
right? They have to trust me. If I'm telling you to do this and they don't want to do it, of course, a prostate exam is not fun, but there's a benefit to doing it. And so first of all, it comes with us spending more time. You may not convince them the first time, but you're spending more time every time and you develop a relationship. Then you pull in the behavioral health specialists who take that to the next level of where, where is this fear coming from? Where is this lack of trust coming from? And I'll tell you what, when you get right down to it, a lot of people have a lot of really good reasons that they feel the way that they do that have never been validated. And they just want someone to hear them. They don't necessarily want to be wandering around going, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. They don't want to. That's just their end reaction, you know. And so it's about taking the time to make sure that they're seen and that they're heard. And, you know, I received an email the other day about a young lady. I started working about four years ago trying to get her to do a pap smear. She told me, I don't like doctors. I'm not doing one of those. I said, thank you. Just like the guys, not do it. Same Very similar. It's not just the guys. I'm I'm trying to be even here. Um, But she said, um, and I said, well, thank you for letting me know where I'm starting. Right. And I said, but I'm always going to ask you because I think it's important for your health. And I received an email and this was just in the last month. And the title was victory. And she, it's a long story. She was no longer on the plane that I was with, you know, that kind of thing. So she had gone to someone else, but she took the time to email me and tell me, I want to let you know that after spending time with the behavioral health clinician, after doing this, this, and this for the last four years that I had a pap smear today. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, nothing has brought me more joy in the last month. I mean, I just thought for that one person, I made a difference. And she is now, there were so many layers. This woman had every reason to be scared to have a pap smear, but it had nothing to do with it had nothing to do with actual pap smear. It had some past abuse, you know, all kinds right. of things. And and that's who that's what makes people but what they are. But you're not going to get that in seven and a half you're minutes. I know we keep that. coming back to this, okay? But, yep. you know, that seven and a half minute doorknob time, you're not going to get that in seven and a half minutes. That's right. the difference. That is the difference. <laughs> and if you don't take the time to figure those pieces out, then what gets, she gets labeled as maybe difficult. Um, she refuses to do it. Those are all very negative things to put on um, on a patient when you haven't taken the time to figure out why. Yeah, because if she suffered abuse in the past or something else, she's definitely going to have a problem with that. And she's definitely not going to want to do that. Right. And her health suffers. If you if you ignore the behavioral health piece, the health suffers. And I, w- I would argue that, I mean, now I'm really throwing numbers out, okay, so I shouldn't probably throw actual numbers. But let's say 85 to 90% of people that walk in the door, there is a behavioral health component. Some of them not as extensive and some of them could overtake the whole physical part and everything in between. So if you ignore that, you're just ignoring really the kind of the core of what we're trying to get to get us all on the same page yeah but but again it goes back to treating the symptom right and and not treating the cause what you just talked about was you got to the root of the problem and you're treating the cause and that's and that is the big difference between one of the big differences and there are many between this model and the standard care model that we see throughout the country Right. And the level of trust that you get to once you go through those processes, like you, you will never see members more loyal, you no, know, because you I, make it, they, you change their life. And that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, I, and I, I get that feedback from people that have been on this plan that would not go off it because they love it and they love the way that it works. When we come back from the break. We're going to continue this conversation. We're going to talk a little bit about how did Blue KC and Spira do with COVID-19. You'll find this very interesting. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. If you want information, the website, spiracare.com or bluekc.com, the phone number 913-29-SPIRA if you want to talk to somebody about the plan. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back.
listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us on the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. By the way, all these shows are up on the podcast, so if you want to go to TuneIn, iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spreaker, you want to tell somebody about this show, you want, hey, if you heard about this Spiracare, how it works, et cetera, et cetera, that's how you do it. Go up on the website. Uh, you can dial down the podcast. A lot of people are listening to them. This is, we are talking about the Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City plan, Spiracare. That's what we're talking about here today. Um, this was a pioneering program, as I've talked about in the other segments, introduced by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City, and it has been a huge success growing as we speak. In studio, Dr. Greg Sweat and Dr. Marla McLaughlin, both talking to us about Spiracare today. The website, spiracare.com, spiracare.com or bluekc.com. The phone number, 913-29-SPIRA, if you want information on, hey, if you're a broker, <laughs> you really do need to be looking at this, okay, because it can make a big difference with your clients. Uh, lowering cost and satisfaction level is very, very high. All right, so COVID-19 hits, or as I named it on the air, Conehead-19, for a little humor, okay? Don't send me emails, people. It's just humor. Uh, you know, it flipped everything upside down, okay? You know, you couldn't go do visits in. Everything was done by telehealth, phone, etc. How did you guys adapt? You know, we, we had a great team. The, the team went live with all, all kinds of different actions, kind of a war room style to kind of fix fix what we can do for folks. We still had to see folks if, if they desired. I mean, if they were really sick, we'd set up a testing site that we're going to test you right away as fast as we can and take care of you, whether it be virtually by phone or home. But immediately we went to the phones. For If you wanted to be seen, we saw you on the phone. And then we immediately turned on virtual. So we were able to see people virtually. Interestingly, I just learned, I, I didn't realize quite that it was this significant, but in the first three to four weeks, we saw all of our patients virtually, 100%. Are you serious? Behavioral health, medically, anything we could do to see people. And since that time, if you take in total, since COVID started, a little over, almost 40% of our visits have been virtual, whether it be behavioral or medical. So we still sustain that significant utilization. Prior to COVID going on, we had offered and pushed and talked about virtual. And we would see people that way if they wanted to, but it was so so few. I think in the, you know maybe in January we had five or six visits in yeah. virtual. I, I know Almost as a broker, none. we would preach this like it was yeah. the gospel, and you could not get people to do it. And one of the positive things out of COVID nineteen was, in yeah. fact, you and I talked about this on one of the shows: ninety three percent increase in the number of oh, people it's just, that it's through the roof. Yeah, and now that people have done it, gee, Doctor McLaughlin, it's not you know it works, huh? We've just we've learned a lot. You yeah. know, um, desperate call, times call for desperate measures, and, and and it was a good idea anyway. It was just like the rest of the country. We had we had to pivot on a dime. I mean, we had to look at these thousands of people that we were dedicated to taking care of and decide how we were going to do that. I mean, it is already proven cancers are being missed because people aren't coming into the doctor. That's not an option, right? We're looking at this population going, that's not an option for us. So if we need to mail you some colon cancer screening, we'll do it. You know, so it's it's just all about looking at the entire population and do the best thing that you can for these people who are counting on us for their healthcare. You know, and it's funny because, and I've always said this about Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City, whether whether it was this or whether it was introducing individual health insurance, Affordable, some of the programs in the past. One of the things about this company that I've always enjoyed is that you're fast on your feet. You don't get bogged down. You know, the large carriers, they can't, you know, you look at the Aetna's, the United States, the rest of them out there, they can't pivot like this. And that's exactly what happened here. You mm-hmm. saw a problem, you had a program in place, but you were able to pivot on a dime, as you said, and boom, you were able to take care of people. I mean, it was, it was not right. the frustrating well, we can't do it, or we haven't got a system set up, or blah, 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 blah. It was yep. it, it, remarkable, and now it sticks. 
That's what I think is interesting. Yeah, yeah Dr. Sweat? I think it's, it's great because we've, we've kind of, it's not only educating the doctors in the community as to you can use virtual, but our members now, you can't get the toothpaste back in the tube. <laughs> they want to, right? That's I mean, right. they want, they want to be, um, they want to have this option. Well, why, you know, you said this, why, I so said the mom wakes up, you know, eight o'clock in the morning and Johnny's got pink eye. Now she's going to have to drag him to urgent care, blah, 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 or an ER, and she's not going to get in to see her primary care physician. That's not yeah. going to happen. But if she can pick up the phone and do, or go online and do a virtual, and as you just said, the doctor, let me see the child speaking to a doctor. Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to recommend this antibiotic and go pick it up to pharmacy. That took 20 minutes. Yeah, as opposed to two hours yeah. or three hours or whatever right. it is to get into urgent care and go through the whole rigmarole, all right, and still have the same outcome. So the second part of that then to you, Dr. McLaughlin, is how much has that freed up in clinic or in the care center time for people to see patients that are coming in the door? It's got to make a little a difference. It does help. And we're looking at all different ways to structure that. But it does help because there isn't so much of the front end and the back end, right? It, it's the quick problems get a quick solution. That being said, we're also making sure that we're still utilizing. I mean, we've had 2,400 behavioral health visits online. That's amazing. Since all of this started. So just because I'm seeing you for something quick doesn't mean it has to be a lower quality of care because I still have all of my ancillary services available to me. Um, so it's really just about making it easy for the members and uh, making sure that they're still having a good experience. Yeah, and that they can actually get, in, in the case of a behavioral health issue, they can talk to somebody in confidence, in private. I mean, some people may prefer that. As right. to doing, I'm serious. As to doing You're it in right. person, okay, well, yeah, I can get up on the computer right. and do this, and I'd much rather do that than have to sit, you know. So it, it's interesting what comes out of this kind of a situation that is actually a positive, not a negative. Absolutely. We even discussed things as far as if they're in person seeing the behavioral health, they have both sides need to be wearing a mask. Well, that's important, right? It's important to watch body language, expression that sort of thing. So sometimes that video makes more sense. And so we have, we've learned a lot. You know, that's interesting because I never thought about it that way, but that is, that's a very that's interesting true. way to look at that because obviously sitting, sitting with a mask and trying to do that is significantly, I mean, just trying to understand a waiter in a restaurant with a mask is a challenge. I, you know, I can, you know, so it would make yeah. a big difference. So it's just, it's very interesting how it works. Well, I really appreciate you both coming in here today. I think I, we need to do more of these. I just think this was very, very helpful to the audience to get them to understand how this works and what a difference it makes. So once again, I appreciate it, but Dr. McLaughlin and Dr. Sweat for coming in today and doing this. It was uh, extremely helpful, I think. Well, thanks Thank for you. having me. Yeah. We'll definitely it. do it again, folks. And, I, and, and again, if you want information on this, you're curious about it now, you've heard this, you know, we've done several shows, but this one today I think was really important because Dr. McLaughlin was able to come here and tell you from her perspective as a clinician treating patients what this was like. The website is spiracare.com, spiracare.com or bluekc.com. This is a Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City program. So it is um, it is Blue Cross's program in place, and it's a program that works very well. As I said, membership continues to grow, uh, and they continue to improve this process. As you heard, you know, whether it's COVID-19 or behavioral health, they've got the tools, and they're putting it in place. I urge you to take a look at this. Go up on the website. Also, the phone number, if you want to call them, 913 913- 29 Spira, 913 Spira. You can reach them by phone if you want to chat with them. One quick thing the clinics are open. Are they now, or the care centers, like I was stop saying that, are open from what time in the morning until the evening? Currently, some of the locations vary right. in timing. Um, starting December 1, they're all going to be 7 30 to 6 30, wow. Monday through Thursday. That, that's a big deal. 7 30 to 5 on Friday. Okay. And then we have three clinics open 8 to noon on Saturdays. There you go. Some important information. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King. America Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters, and we will surely perish together as fools. Those words were never truer than they are now. 
Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Thank you.